You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how's it been? Man, I am still stopped up, Rob. I'm on my second round of antibiotics. I've I've finished my third steroid pack. and I am still congested. Now, I talked to, I wanted to, I'm going to say, I wanted to choke this girl today. Called me, was telling me, I think, I've been saying I think I'm a long hauler. I've been I've been like this for six or seven months. I can't now hear out of my ear. I'm I'm still stopped up on every medication in the world, and um, it's just miserable, dude. I've told you like two in the morning. I get up, I cannot breathe. I start panicking, and it's just all over. I mean, I'm I can't stop. I've taken I'm on two types of nasal sprays. You know, uh, that's prescription stuff. You know, and then on Claritin, and you know, that's the only things I can really take. And I am not been unstopped up now for what going on six seven months i wish i could say it was from all the coke i used to do <laughs> there you, you have a reason right <laughs> well it wasn't coke it was the heroin but that's what that's what i preferred you know I, if i was going to go out there i wanted to go all out remind me one time of herman munster he was d- doing a dancing class and he told the guy he said don't freak now baby i'm too far out <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Oh, I man. know, right? Don't freak now, baby. I'm too far out. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's well, awesome shit. Man. I know people here have missed you because you've been out with, without internet for a bit, too. Well, I, Rob, I'm listening to what you tell me about this podcast stuff. You're saying that we've got these in the can, that this live stuff really no one cares about, that <laughs> this watch it on Sundays. So I thought, you know, who cares, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, never thought I was actually going to be missed. Oh, yeah, look at this. Even Pam. Sid, I missed you. <laughs> All right. I Even missed you too, Pam. Right. Sid. And, of course, our buddy Nathan's here. Good day. Hey, guys. Nathan. What's going on, buddy? Yes. Oh, Nathan, uh, the shirts. He actually asked about getting a shirt made for his son. Right. And I got the info. You can order one. Uh, he can do a special one for him. Uh, it'll be about the same price as a normal shirt, though. So you just let me know if you want that. Right. Uh, let me see. Edwin here says, Sid, could you please wish my seven-year-old Damien a happy birthday today? I'm a fan from day one and has seen your videos. Now is hooked. Damien, happy birthday, young man. Yes. Seven-year-old brand new fan. That's awesome. All right. We, that's an awesome deal. Seven-year-old fan. 
Grow up, be like Sid Vicious, and you'll be asked never to come to another household. <laughs> See, gotta have a goal. See, right? You get the, the, some, the perks come with being Sid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, hey, dude, is, it, is that seven year old kid? Is he scared of me? Oh, that's a good I, question. Yeah, because I, I, you know, kids are like elephants, everyone. I like looking at them. I just don't want to own one. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That was a WC Fields quote. But, uh, <laughs> No, kids are really weird with me. They either really like me or they're scared to death of me, you know. Uh, and I, usually I can stare a kid down, you know, but when you can't, it's one of those kids, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I can sometimes make kids cry just by looking at them. Oh. And I'll give you a story. Uh, Steve Bill. All right. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are, Dr. Steve. <laughs> um, but um, so this buddy of mine, he said, I'd just in town for a day or so, we were all going out to go spotlighting on a full wheeler. So I was going to Walmart. Walmart was about to close. So he comes by here. I only have like one day a year off to do something, right? And so I'm trying to get to Walmart for the closing. And Bill, his name, he says, man, he goes, could you come by? My son's down at my father and mother-in-law's. We want you to come down and see our son. I said, Bill, your, your son's six, three months old. He's got an uncle who, who I am. Man, but would you please? I said, Walmart. Walmart. I was like, yeah, let's go. So I go down there, and we walk in, and the kid sees me and just freezes. And as soon as I touch him, he just starts screaming. So I got him. The, the grandparents are trying to get him back from me. I'm going, no, I come here to see this kid. And the kid's screaming. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bet you he grows up to work at a meat set, meat cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, Andy here said, Sid. Kick yourself off. Sign back up for picking on kids. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, Andy. Kick myself off. Um, Edwin got back. He said, "No, he isn't." But now, Chase, he here's another. Like here's another bad kid story. Since we're on bad kid stories, same person too, Bill. Now it was his sister or his, his niece or something had a baby. We're all on the lake. No, their boat dies, and I don't know that. I thought they were just sitting out there, you know, on the lake like everybody was. And so what we did, we had these jet ski things and you go by somebody's boat and you could just, you could fill their boat up in a matter, matter of seconds. Now me and Byron, who's my best friend, we're doing this to them. We're trying to get their boat with so much water. They're going to sink. Right. And they're not moving. So we don't realize that they're like waiting at us to stop. Right. And I've always said, I'm one of those people that don't know when to stop. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't. And I'm like my kid, Frank, who always got in trouble for, kept on with that stupid joke that everybody would finally stop laughing at, but he wouldn't stop laughing, right? He always laughs at that two turtle joke, believe that or not. Really? Yeah, he laughs at that every time. Every time I tell him that. But, um, so, I, you know, again, I wanted to, uh, what was I saying there, Rob? Jet ski. Oh, yeah, jet ski. So, they're waving on stuff, and I go, what's going on? They go, they're like, you, those down. you assholes, we've got a baby on board. <laughs> We're all, oh, man. Now, after that, I don't know why I'm talk, saying this story. So we're leaving. <laughs> we're trying to get out of there, right? And get back to our truck, put our jet skis on the truck, and get out of there. Well, we go through this little narrows, the lily pads, and there's this old man and woman. I say, oh, they were like 60 back then. And I was like 38. So uh, we could see the old girl was bent over doing a little business to dude, right? <laughs> We go. came, as soon as we got right beside her, we tilted over, and she looked up, and she got a face full of seaweed, <laughs> man. That was so funny, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, we got, the time we got to our truck, the cops were there. 
they tried to arrest me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, don't grow up to be internet Sid, everyone. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, oh, I took a day of the lake and made hell of it. <laughs> made it sound like fun, actually. It was fun, man. But yeah, Edwin, he said his son doesn't like John Cena. Well, he's a midget. An oversized midget. He does look a little bit like a midget. Not that there's anything wrong with midgets. You know, I love, and I really do. Well, I mean, this. I've always, I, I did a deal one time, you know, a stupid independent pay-per-view in uh, Quebec, Canada, Montreal, Canada one time. And we, I, I got this cast of characters and one of them was a midget. And I called him my little time traveler. And I had this like four minute promo I did with him, which was real cool. But I love entourages, and I was able to do. I had a midget, Miss America, all this, and what it was. I was Genghis Kong. When I came over and conquered people, I would take their women, their kings, and I'd parade them around for I killed them all. So that was like my little entourage. And so we killed people, but it was pretty cool. That is awesome. Um, I'm not sure. You might know Sally Brooks because she said, yeah. if he looks up like you, he's going to have to come to Mississippi and let me feed him. <laughs> yeah, that's my friend, my cousin Sally. Down. I just talked to her. She's, she knew someone today. They lost to COVID, 59 years old. Oh, man. Yeah. I still hate hearing that. <laughs> I do too, man. Over 500,000 now. Yeah, so that's scary. Uh, Kyle says, hi, guys. Your buddy from Ky- or your buddy Kyle from Green Bay, Wisconsin. All right, man. Oh, and even, hi, Sid. Great honor to meet you. All right. Yes, I'm thinking he's from Puerto Rico because he has that symbol on his. I see that. Hey, Sid. Yeah. An honor to meet you too, Ricky. Let's see here. Oh, and Sean here from England says, get well, Sid. Take care. Best wishes from London, England. Myself and uh, many love your podcast. Thanks, Sean. That's awesome. It is awesome. And... Is it Christmas time? It looks like everybody's got Christmas stuff in the background. That's, I think, because of all the snow, they just thought oh, <laughs> Christmas, right? Yeah, is it still Christmas? Feels like it. <laughs> hey, I don't have the pink cup tonight. No, I noticed that. I got my iced yeah. tea, though. Can't stop me on my iced tea. That's what I got, Rob. I got, I made my own tea now. I'm still juice. I'm having flavored tea without sugar. Yep, that's it. Uh, I actually have a. Splenda in mine. I've got a spoon of sugar or two in mine. Perfect. Just a little bit. Um, let me see here. Terry said, I have an eight-year-old daughter and seven-year-old son. I showed them how you were because of this podcast on WWE Network. And my daughter said, is he Undertaker and Kane's other brother? And I said, uh, I wish them three would have taken over. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good threesome there. Well, we did. We sort of our careers... You know, he came in and took over for me when I had my lung surgery. And everybody, for some reason, thought him and I were tag team partners, so we never were. Uh, he actually came in and took over for me that time I got hurt. But, um, yeah, that would that was always – that had been a pretty good three-people match or a six-man tag or something. That would have been – Okay, speaking of tag matches and wrestling, did you see uh, AEW last night? I watched it. What do you think? There was two good shows or two good matches. Uh-huh. Uh, I like the first one with John Moxley and uh, oh, what was his name? The the surfer guy. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood hunk Ryan. Hollywood, Nettle. right? Yeah. I thought that was really nicely done. Yeah. And uh, the one, the other one was the last one with yeah. Archer and uh, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, you know what? I was hoping on that one. Um, 
this is, you know, I'm not old school, Rob, but this is the old school of me a little bit. Uh, I would like to see that really a good match for two people from so different styles. Um, I was hoping it would have went to time limit and they both went to a draw. Because uh, you don't see that anymore. No. And the thing about that, that was one of the probably better matches I've seen like that in a long time, especially with that size difference. People might have called that the best match of the year if that would have went to the time limit, Rob. It was. See, that, that, they're not thinking there. They had an opportunity to do that. And what did I say about this business? If you could take it back, that would have been able to take it back to ground zero because those guys could have pulled that off, but you'll never be able to do that again. Yeah. And yeah, you're right though. It, 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 I always consider it so hard to go back kayfabe style, but you're right. right. This would have been the closest they ever could have come. Right. They, they could have said, man, hold on a minute. Rob, I guarantee you, because I did this as a wrestling fan. No, I wasn't a wrestling fan. I did this going to wrestling school. I was to Coliseum one time, watched the matches, and I saw Jimmy Valiant uh, wrestle Sonny King, and the deal was a DQ. Jimmy Valiant jumped Sonny King for the bell rang, and I said, you know what? That had to be real because good guys don't like to lose. <laughs> you know, I already knew the prima donna stuff. What it was is Jimmy was such a bad worker, he had to have matches like that to sort of get through a run there, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yvonne says Hollywood hunk is a similar version of Dolph Ziggler. And that could very well be true because that's his brother. That's what somebody was telling me last night that they thought that was his brother. Yep. Um, where is it here? Brian said, Sid, did you ever face Paul white, the big show when you were both in WCW? No, I never did. I only made him one time in an airport one time. So like really nice guy. He's coming back now, I guess. Yep. Hmm. You know, that's something to tell, Rob. I think right now, you know, we're up, I've been hard on AEW. They had a pretty good show last night, and they're making some pretty cool calls right now, even though it's sort of stupid, too, by hot shot and like that, just one week after another, you know, Bob Wire explosion matches. That's, again, like the old Memphis Territory, Grease Pole matches, blowed up just just where do you go after that you now you got two territories fighting i mean it but it's still fun to watch i, I did watch a little bit of nxt this week just to see the thing about nxt that to me was their best show that i saw as well and um everything was perfect there was nothing out of place and you could go on from the first second of that show aew and say Here's a negative. Here's a bad. Here's a. There's a dread. There's a dread. From honestly, <laughs> I seem like I hate this guy. I like this guy, but as soon as Jim Ross says something, there's a dread. I'm not saying that to be mean. I mean that. Uh, last night, every video they had of him, I was like, oh my god. Well, you don't want to feel sorry for someone. I hate saying that. Um, it's just so many dreads. That is going. Not that that alone is going to take them down, but. When you see that from beginning to end, and again, where you had a chance to make some people go, I think that last match was real. You didn't take that off. Now, what should have done right there? This would have, would have happened if someone like Bam Bam Bigelow had been in that match. And I'm not taking away from any one of these guys. He would have called that, said, let's go Broadway. He would have known that. Okay. And that's why, that's when I tell people that 
Bigelow to me was one of the greatest minds and workers in this business. And I'll take that to my grave. Uh, he could do everything anyone else could do and do it better. And he knew how to sell on everything. Psychology. And he took all the blame if the match wasn't any good. He was just that kind of workhorse. Uh, if that would have been Bam Bam Bigelow, he would have called that, said, let's go, let's do this Broadway. Uh, and that's the downside. So they, I don't know if they couldn't make that call. That would have been a hard, you would only know it being there to do that, you know? And yeah. that would have been, God, you know, a tough one to make on your own. See, I the only one that didn't appeal to me for that whole show was uh, Jack Hager versus... Uh, yeah, that... Um, yeah that was a downfall i mean it just wasn't a good it was i think they worked hard and got the best out of what you could i did not like the britney the brit baker match with uh a man i'm telling you I, now honestly i love seeing a jack alaya jack whatever her name is beat up girls i like it's like the Andy Kaufman thing but you don't beat your number one heel. And then she tried so hard to be a baby face, you know, where she's a monster. I thought it would not hurt, in my opinion, it would not hurt Jack to even put her over with that move. Because the way she sold that shoulder, <clears throat> I thought that's what they were going to do. And that Ooh. they should have done. And now that to me, it was it turned out to be horrible for both people. It, it put Brittany, what's her name? You can't. To me, you can't beat a working heel like that. She's either something's happened there, but um, it just it didn't do anything for anyone that match. It didn't put uh, Jack up, and it didn't bring uh, Brittany up or whatever his name, Britt Baker. So that it was again a horrible match, you know, because th that Jack person. I want to see. She reminds me, or he reminds me of um, Big Bertha. And I'm telling you something. And I've seen a lot of people, a lot of guys come to the curtain to watch people work they watch bertha because man she knew how to get over dude she was a bumper dude you remember yeah. her she I was did. pretty she was tough and i mean when the guys come to curtain to watch something it's got to be pretty good yeah exactly. You know, exactly so um she could have been like that but she wasn't she again it just oh man but that's what you you're supposed to do as an agent is don't let that happen that's good um, Christopher's got a question. He said, what's your thoughts on Bobby Lashley? Heard he could win the title against Miz. You know, I've, <clears throat> I've seen Bobby a long time. Never met the guy. I think he looks great. He works good. I mean, he, um, I, I he's good. I don't know. I, I think they should put something on him. Like, he looks to me like you can trust the guy. He always seems to be not someone you can't get along with. All the good criteria to you know, get behind someone and give him a good push. He's got the look. He's real aggressive. You know, I like his work. Nice. Uh, Tom says, hey, Sid, it's good to have you back. <laughs> hey, Tom, thanks. He's just catching up, apparently. <laughs> right. Uh, let me see here. Dean, our buddy overseas, he says, we've seen vintage sting. Funny thing is the highlights are more viewed than the rest of the show. What does that tell you? I know. This is the thing is, I thought Sting, speaking of Sting, I thought it was his best outing for me. He came out. I didn't see the last week when they powerbombed him, but he came out, did a little something. It went good. I, even though the other stuff was sort of corny, the vignette pulling him down the road, the other stuff coming down, 
that doesn't excite me, but it does excite the wrestling fans. So that was pretty cool. It that ended on a maybe their best positive note, you know. I think, but the only thing about that, Rob, for me, you know, trying to critique something, what you do that match now this is going to help your buy rate. You just took all the heat off the hills. You chased them off. You know, you should have left with that extra heat and then beat those guys the week after the pay-per-view on TV. That's how you get people over, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Edwin actually has a question. Sid, may I ask, do you really watch much wrestling these days? I wa- I've been watching on Wednesday nights because we started this wrestling poll and watching the shows. I, I want thing and I, t- I tell people one thing I've been watching AEW and I wish COVID wouldn't have happened because I'm still baffled by the way they were able to sell out and I've heard there's different stories that they had those shows bought uh, to, for those and that's why they sold out because right before COVID hit their houses started dropping dramatically. I'd like to see how long they could have sustained that type of drawability because that's what I was predicting you know and because um, I can't say now they said it's because of COVID, but <clears throat> we'll see when things open back up. Exactly. That'll be the true test again. Well, Rob, I, I feel I'm looking at everything. I don't think it's going to be as easy a success for people coming back at first because people are still staying away. But when everybody does feel safe, it'll be, I think it'll, I think it'll benefit everyone. Business will be good again, I think. Oh, I do too. At least for three or four months, because people. Yeah, 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 healthy, yeah. You know, I think Rob. I mean, Rob. I think you can honestly say for it, Rob. This really might be. It could be the thing that starts wrestling back to be what it was. You, you've taken it away. Now you could go back to it. Of course, it sounds like I know everything. This is the time to set that all up, not throw it all for free right now. You yeah. know. So, let's see here. And there's something, too, I've noticed about wrestling. I want people to comment about this. I notice on both shows that everybody on both shows are juicing now. Did you notice everybody looked bigger? <clears throat> there was one guy, the guy with the blonde hair for NXT. I don't know his name. He's uh, like acting like a cyborg or something. I um, don't watch NXT. Yeah, okay. Well, and I've only seen him a couple times, but he's pretty cool. Uh, he's He's... I've only seen a couple of times he does weird stuff, but he's like, I don't know. He's like, like the Terminator or something, right? He's got this weird stare. But after he beat the guy, he had the guy and he was in some sitting position. <laughs> His tits were hanging down. They were like two big bitch tits. I hate to say that word, but that's the slang uh, word for that term. Yeah. But I was like, I said, dude, somebody's juicing. And then I noticed everybody after that, everybody's juicing in both companies. So that's usually a sign business is about to get good again. Yeah, they're they're prepping. Right. Uh, let me see. Uh, Terry has a question. I saw some pictures recently of you hanging out with Tank Abbott before his liver transplant. Was he cool with the other guys or did everybody think he was a loose cannon? I always love watching him fight. He truly didn't care about divisions, just fighting. Yeah, he did. No, he was really, man, pretty cool. Uh, I remember it was weird. Me and him and Brian Knobs at TVs, you had all days to kill. So we ended up going uptown to sit down at some restaurant and have something nice to eat. And we were talking, we were asking how he trained. He talked to how he went to Mexico, had to spend two years there boxing and how hard it is to, you know, to learn all those disciplines. And so he seemed like a really cool guy and everything. And then um, 
you know, you heard that he might be a loose cannon and a little crazy acting. Well, like everybody was sort of scared to put themselves in the line there. It seemed like because uh, they're they like might you know get themselves in a bad position with this guy. Well, they put me in an angle with him where somehow I got hurt or something, and um, I guess you know now he's working with me on a Monday night uh, nitro, and so I come to my hotel room. I'm checking in. He's down at the hotel bar. He starts screaming out my name like he's going to kill me. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was like, shit. You know, I said, not me, man. And I found I was working with him the next day. I said, oh, God. Oh, no. How did the match go? It went really good. Uh, He was really – we didn't do a lot, but he never got flustered. Uh, You know, that's a big deal. I mean – I don't care who you are, man. You get in there, you, you know you're working. It just he, but he did a good job. He didn't make any mistakes. You know, he didn't do anything great, but he, but a real nice guy. Nice, nice. Uh, Victor has a question. This question is for Sid. How do you get your fried chicken looking so crispy? Thanks for the food pictures. Man, there's a couple of ways. First, it's um, that one is this. It's I'm never going to do it again. But you have to soak that crap in buttermilk for like a day or so in seasoning. And then once you flour it, then you have to let it sit another hour or so where that stuff crusts on. But it was worth it a little bit. That's what you do. Uh, so check it out on the Food Channel, dude. Get off my get off my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Pam even says internet sit is awesome. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, CC says, Rob, careful with too much iced tea. You know, it can cause kidney stones, right? Oh shit. I, me too. I, I just went back to you. I'm 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 out of it. CC. I'm this is my <laughs> last cup. I got one cup left. No, I just went back to the caffeinated tea, but she's right. You know, I heard a, a lady talking on the radio last year. My dog had swallowed a pacifier. And had to have a four thousand dollars surgery to get it out, and uh, I had taken this university in Mississippi to do it. And so I was riding to Guinea one day. I heard this lady talking about that very thing about things what we drink. She said, "Well, anything of color is always bad for you. So if you're going to drink something, to be sure it's like something clear." She said, "But really, just drink water." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, who do you talk about? You talk about the Juice King, you know? Just water? That's not no. <laughs> no, I, I haven't had Juice Rob in months." Really? I swear, man. I went by it today with confidence. That is great. Yeah. Because I know, trust me. Uh, my, no. Sorry. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, one of my weaknesses is ice cream. Oh, if, I got a gallon in there. I haven't had any. Not if I was there. See, that's the problem <laughs> I have, okay? <laughs> well, see, I bought a gallon of that and I bought a couple of pies and, and I was going to give myself a piece and give the rest to Sabrina and her mom. But I ended up giving them both to them. I just didn't want to. And that had the ice cream, so it's just sitting in there. Uh, I wonder what everybody's weighing right now, Rob, because I know when I weighed last Friday, it was a 261. And that week I started at 269. So I lost eight pounds to that point. I'm confident tomorrow I'm going to be in the 250s. Oh, really? You know, yeah. I'm. I, it's like, you know, I was already here. The but I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm losing weight just sitting here. My metabolism is so, you know, all the exercise and, and the eating properly. And the, right now, I just don't have an appetite. So I'm only, all I tell you all I had was bowl of mini wheats, peanut butter jelly sandwich, 
and then I had a serving of salmon and a sweet potato, and that's it. That's good. Yeah, so now I've got another serve. I'm, I'll probably have another sweet potato, another piece of salmon after the show. But uh, man, I just—it seems like when I'm, I'm like this, you can't taste. It's easier to diet, you know. Like today, I walked to the store. Today, today too, man, the store looked like it was. I'd never seen a store so empty in my whole life. Really, the only way I would have eaten chicken today is if I would have cut it up myself, and I just wasn't doing that today. Um, so I got salmon, but they did have nothing in Walmart. <clears throat> it is shut down because all the snow stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to do my chicken stuff because I, I really feel like I'm ready back to get to that part of my diet where it's just baked chicken, cabbage, and peas. You know, I, I really think that's, and I know that works for me. And talking to Hamilton, I'm gonna try to get him to come on the show sometime. He he knows a lot about that. He said that's the thing about we want to have things that we're eating that. We don't want it to taste so good that we want to eat it again. We want it to taste good enough that we went, wow, that was satisfying. Yeah. And I've said that about that combination of food. The baked chicken is about you do what you want, put what you want on that. And then the peas always carry flavor. And the cabbage is something that takes on flavor too. If it's just a little onion, garlic, and I always use a little bit of bacon, which is the bad part. But if you look at one piece of bacon or two pieces and one of the peas, one of the thing. That's two pieces for five days. That's not a lot of bacon. No, no. You know what I mean? I'm getting, you know, 10 meals or five, seven or eight meals out of that thing, you know, depending on how I eat. And that's good. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Terry said unsweetened. Oh, he's talking about the iced tea. Uh, unsweetened as well. I thought tea leaves were one of the more healthy drinks you can drink in the world. I quit sugar I, tea, but still like hot, uh, hot. Or unsweetened with lemon. Right. This is the thing is, there's no two sides of tea. One, they say (coughs) it's got as many antioxidants as broccoli or things like that. And then it's the caffeine, what it is, everyone. And I saw a deal years ago. It was on actually the the inflammatory celebrates or Vioxx. And the reason they took that off the market is because of the caffeine. And so when they talked about that, they talked about all the things that had caffeine and how bad it was. Believe it or not, almost every sleep medication has got a form of caffeine in it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so weird. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? So, um, again, it, it does. Like my doctor told me, he says, he always asks me, are you drinking tea? Because <laughs> he doesn't want me to. Even He said even decaffeinated tea is bad. You know, so I do feel bad about this. Really? Yeah, he that's said that's a heart doctor. That's a heart doctor. I have decaf. Uh, me too. I got decaf cold brew. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and he said even that is, is what it is. Even decaffeinated coffee, there's still caffeine there, even though they've taken some out. And if you drink it, especially in the volume, you, you and I drink it, Rob, then it becomes bad for you. Just that simple. That makes sense. And it's yeah. true. It's, it's called decaffeinated. It's not called caffeine free. Right. So, okay. I see the repel there. Right. Uh, Rondell. Hey, buddy. Uh, what's hey, up, Rob and Sid? Glad to see you're back. I have a question for you. How do you feel on loudmouth garbage talking Jim Cornette? <laughs> well, we know how Rondell feels. Well, the thing is, I don't know. It seems like Jim is a really bitter person. He always seemed like that even when he was doing well in the business. I remember when I first met him, it was 
when I first went to WCW, he was managing whoever then. Um, but he seemed like a real professional and stuff like that. But he just, I think he's one of those people that maybe took himself a little too serious. You know, I, I know he loves the business and I love that. I do. Res- I don't love anything about him. I do respect that about him. You know, his passion for the business. Yeah. You got you to gotta give that to him. <laughs> and I do. I tell you what, even I, I don't like or dislike the guy, but I would probably fight for him because of his passion for this business. Cause I don't have that kind of passion for the business. I didn't get in the business other than for the, for the financial part of it. Um, I wasn't a wrestling, but I never watched wrestling. So I, I, but I like, I do respect people like Jim who dedicated their whole lives to this and have done a damn good job at everything they've done at it. And, you know, he is a little outspoken. Okay. Here we got Jeremy saying nice shirt that you're wearing, Sid. Thanks, Jeremy. What is that? It's what it is. Uh, my wife gets me these things. There's all like t- shirts that like this was some type of probably a hockey team or something like a um, B League hockey team. So you can get on these. It's called eBay Sports. You get these shirts when they're going out of season for like five bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, this is one of my glow in the dark shirts. Oh, is it? Yep. I told you I'd wear it, and I finally remembered accidentally. I guess. <laughs> But yeah, oh, all right. I got this about six years ago, and it still looks great, still glows in the dark. So, wow, cool. Plugging that a bit. Um, there was. Oh, Brian asks Sid, who was your favorite opponent to wrestle? Well, I just said it, Bigelow. Um, it just it was, but there's I always say the same guys, Bigelow, Vader. They both were just workhorses. Um, and then it was always fun to work with Sean Sting, um, uh, just a few people that I said, I just had, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, but uh, probably again, Bigelow. Yeah. I love the matches you had with Bigelow. You know, a lot of people were jealous of him. Um, I tell you what thing was funny about him too, was like, like during meetings, I, again, I don't even know who I'm working with. So I'm not, I don't know anything about the company and don't care. I just want to get paid. But so like when we'd had these meetings and we weren't getting paid and this was okay, we know things are bad. We're trying to get you guys your money and stuff like that. But we have airfare and things like that. And big lows. Yeah, but don't you own the, the, uh, flight, the, uh, whatever the, uh, agency, the flight agency. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, always called Vince out. He goes, Yes, Scotty, I do. You know, but it was always funny during meetings like that. Scotty would always, he wouldn't pull any punches, man. That's awesome. Uh, Edwin says, your interviews back in the day were legendary. You had us believing you were truly crazy. I would have loved you and Vader on a long run with the belts. No, we had, had a chance to work with Vader against Vader. He was so fun to work with. The, I, the only thing about working with him in Bigelow it was weird when I was working with it. It was like, I was never moving because they were so big, you know, it's just like, it was just, <laughs> you know, but they were moving as fast as they could, but it just didn't seem like, you know, you work sting or uh, shot. It's like, ping, 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 and then they was like, Oh, get on, go, go. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, they're talking about drinks here. Um, CC said, Sid, herbal tea is not caffeinated, so it's win, win, win. 
Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. No, but then Jeremy said water does a body good. No, Jeremy's 100% correct on that. Kevin says switch to beer. Hey, I've, I'm all for that too. Um, I talked to uh, someone the other day. I'm going to try to get him on the show one night. Everybody remembers that kid who went to kid, he's 40 something years old, had Down syndrome, used to stay with me a lot. Oh, Seth, yep. he called me the other day. I talked to him yesterday. That's awesome. was, yeah, so we're going to get him on the show somehow one night. Oh, wicked. That'd be very cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cece said, I adore how honest Sid is. And yeah, that's you, you. You never have to wonder what you're thinking. Right. That is cool. Uh, let me see here. Terry said, I see all the veggies and protein. Are you just not much of a fruit guy? I am. This is the thing is, when you're losing, when you're dieting, um, now I use my fruit for snacks. And right now I'm not eating a lot of fruit. I burn myself out during the summer on fruits. And my fruits are usually watermelon and cantaloupe. I got some tangerines in there. I used to eat apples all day, but I just am burned out on them right now. But I like apples. I like grapes. I like watermelon. Watermelon and, and cantaloupe, everyone, is, is higher in vitamin C than an orange. And a vitamin C is a natural diuretic. So right before I'd go running sometime, I would just eat, you know, bowls and bowls of watermelon and cantaloupe and then go out there and just dehydrate everything. Just, man, I, I love my fruit. And it used to, in the day, I would start every meal with a big bowl of fruit. And I did that six times a day. So that was a lot of fruit, dude. My no wife made me a bowl like this big for every meal. And that's what this is what it is. Why you do that? Fruit only becomes bad for you when you eat it after you eat your food, because then that fruit stays on top of your solid food. And then your body can pull the simple sugars we don't want from fruit. You eat it first or by itself, it digests so quickly. Like an apple, for instance, it takes almost as many calories to digest that apple that are in that apple. You know, so it's like you could almost eat apples, you know. And Cece says fruit equals sugars. <laughs> that's it. Fruit is sugars, however. That's yeah. the thing. Is that's and believe it or not, sugar, and I hate saying this, sugar might be as bad as caffeine for us in the long haul, you know. Because it speeds up your metabolism too. Yeah. Uh, CC said, kiwi is the highest in vitamin C and has calcium. Just FYI. You know, I, something I've never been a big fan is kiwi. Me either. Uh, me, me too. I don't know what about it is. Um, it's the look. Yeah, it's the look, man. <laughs> it's I, like, I like sweet oranges, man. Give me sweet oranges. Yep. I'm going to uh, tell you something. Back in the day, my grandfather had an orange tree and a grapefruit tree in his, in his yard there in Florida. And he would take the those oranges he would you know squeeze them then he would he would freeze um, squeeze them and put in bags and freeze them when i'd come in he would take one out for me let it thaw and i'd have that when i'd come in you know like a cold slush you talking about good man that would be very good that was really good mm. you know what they did in florida rob this is what's weird if you had a an orange tree in your yard they came and cut it down because it was competing with the florida market you imagine that? that? But it's on your own property. <laughs> I know, man. Jeez. Uh, Terry said, I heard DDP say you should never eat fruit after midday, but I love the stuff. No, I do too. And if you're active, like I was when I was eating all that fruit, it didn't do me, it did me good. And it was fuel. And I'm burning it up, though, guys. And back in that day, I'm working out seven hours a day. I needed that fruit and that stuff. So, um, 
but no, it, it's good, but uh, it's sugars, like CC said. Yeah. <laughs> CC then said, when is he saying to eat it? First thing in the morning? Yeah, I say so. Yeah. Well, no, she was referring to DDP. Oh, yeah. I heard DDP say you should never eat fruit after midday. So that's when he said, when when is he saying to eat it? You know? Listen, I mean, nothing is DDP, but shut up. You know what you're <laughs> talking about. Fruit's good or bad anytime you eat it. Okay? We know it's good for you. We like it. And it's got sugars. So if, if you eat it in the morning or afternoon, it's good or bad. DDP, you're off the show. Sign back up. You uh, <laughs> you basically just have to make sure it's before a heavy meal and not afterwards. Right. Yeah. And again, if you're right, a lot of us right now, I think two of us in the contest, just kidding. Um, right now, we're trying to stay away from fruit. Whoever asked that question, stop asking that question. Enough I about fruit. <laughs> uh, CC said, yeah, I'd have them arrested coming, cutting down on my plants on my property. That's despicable. I know, CC. I tell you, that was something I, I really hated that because I enjoyed that <clears throat> coming in. You know, there in Florida, you always, you know, they never had a little window air conditioner because it always rained in the afternoons. I'd come in from a workout. I'd have that orange juice, man, the ceiling fan, and just take that nap during the rain. Those were good times. And then after that, there was no orange juice. So I took a sleeping pill. Sleep this one out. Yeah, I'll sleep this one out. Nope. Pam like that. Sid Band DDP from the show. Yeah. DDP. Did he actually come on the show? If he is, get him off of here. <laughs> I haven't seen his name pop up yet. I just saw it again. Oh, yeah. It was in her comment. Right. He just infiltrated my show. Yep. <laughs> Dang it. You guys. Edwin says, uh, you've probably been asked this many times, but I need to ask again. Your thoughts on Bret Hart. I like Bret. Um, you know, we all have and I, I, I respect his passion. I, man, I tell the story. I never, I always appreciated the old timers. Um, and for some reason, the old timers would gravitate towards me. Uh, cause I think I reminded them of the older years, you know, but Mr. Hart, Stu Hart was so nice to me. Every time I saw him, he took time with me and used to talk to me and made me feel like a million dollars. Uh, and Brett, he's always been kind to me and I like him too. We had some really good, uh, matches together. We did some cage matches around the loop one time that were one time we were in Detroit and the Detroit Red Wings were playing next to us at whatever arena. We were at the other one and we still sold out. So we had some epic drawing matches. So, um, but I do tell a story. I think this bothers Brett. It's still, it bothers me when anyone considers talk to themselves in the third person. And when we were talking over a match with time, it was me, him, and Sean. And only got into situations like this a couple times. One with the Ultimate Warrior, believe it or not, Stan Hansen. I'll tell that story. But where the other refs would be looking at you, go, "Hey, remember what we used to do?" I was like, "Huh?" And so Brett was like, "Well, guys, I, I, I don't know if that's really good for Bret Hart." And I was thinking, "What? <laughs> Are you kidding me?" But again, you no. Know, that he took him. He did a heck of a job. He. he well as craft and so you can't fault the guy for something that simple yeah that that shows passion it definitely shows passion yeah it does it, again uh, um almost passion almost like a female i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no i'm just kidding no he is he a passion you like jim Cornette. you have to respect that and again 
that was it his life. That's his life, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I was, you know, I do respect that. And again, his father was such a great guy to me. And I had, every time I was in Calgary, it was a, I always look forward to going there. That's cool. Uh, Connor says, Hey Sid, big fan from Ireland. What's your opinion on Vince Russo? I've said, say, Vince is a pretty nice guy to me. I think he was a, a nice guy. That's it. He wasn't anything special in this business. He never did anything special in this business. He killed a territory. And I'm not saying this to be mean to him. Um, this is pretty much the truth. He was just, he just did a few small little argos in the magazine. And then he supposedly, they came up with that stuff from Jerry Springer. And that's when they started doing pretty good. But it was, trust me, it never was ever, ever, ever just Vince Russo. Okay. Because if Vince didn't like it, it didn't happen. Trust me. And when he went to WCW, if that's not a clear-cut case, here it is. You got everything in the world, and you fail that miserably. He, he Again, he was a good guy, and that's it. He needed someone to bounce off of. Like, that was, right. he was good. Well, this is the thing is, uh, Rob, I was there. I even told Bill Bush, I thought they were purposely doing that because I thought no one could be this bad. And I even, I got, I remember he hit the k sheets. I remember having Bill Bush in the hallway one day. I said, everybody said I was screaming at Bill Bush. I wasn't screaming. I said, Bill, I said, Bill, I said, do you realize you're being flim flammed? <laughs> he looked at me and said, Sid, what is flim flam? I said, bullshitted, Bill. <laughs> I said, no one could be this terrible. And uh, that's what he said. Well, Sid, we need you to do everything they're asking because as long as you're doing everything, everybody else will do everything. And I was thinking, yeah. Tell that shit to somebody else. But yeah. again, it was just, man, it was just wow. Because uh, it's crazy bad, you know. Uh, let me see here. Philip O. Philip says, Sid, are you Irish? I'm Irish, Scottish, German, and Afro American. You got it all. Yep. Terry said Scott Hall said he loved Bret Hart, but after hanging out with him at his house was creeped out by him because he had Bret Hart shrines of himself everywhere and posters of himself on his ceiling. I think he is a top five of all time, but Sean might have a point on his ego. I think he meant God. Yeah. I, you know, um, I've heard that too. I, I, and I'd said that we, I think we'll agree that that was the deal. He, he really, had an ego, like wanted to be more popular than he actually was. To me, I didn't care for that stuff, but it was important to some people. But um, not even in the top five. Okay, you're you're wrong about that. Whoever said that? Uh, when you're talking the top five, you got to put, put not just because you were a world champion that you were a money drawer across the board with everybody you worked with. I honestly. Brett wasn't that. I'll leave it like that. I know if I look at it, I would I could consider top ten getting him in there. But yeah, top five, I would five different people like Yeah, man. I just um no, top five, no, maybe top ten. But now if it all depends what you're asking, you know, uh I, I don't know what the question is. Top worker, no. Top draw, no. Not even the top ten. Of any of those categories, you know? Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, let me see. Brian's got a question. Sid, were you ever offered any movie roles when you were wrestling? I was offered a couple. I actually was offered the one Kevin Nash got where he was, he played Super Shredder in the Ninja Turtle movie. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, it was one I'm probably glad I didn't get. They said you had to wear this big head thing. And it wasn't any fun. So, and I'm claustrophobic already, so I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that helmet. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Lloyd says, hello. On the internet, I've often seen fans state that Brock Lesnar is the Sid Vicious of his era. What's your opinion of Brock, and do you feel the same way the fans do when comparing the two of you? Well, I think we're always looking to compare people to and um you know i think brock and i both have that rigid look you know the square jaw it's just the only thing is i'm so much bigger than he is you know physically especially in that time but he was he definitely you could say he was the severest vicious of this era i don't i think at one time there was probably no one any more dominating than he was yeah. as a wrestling character because yeah. of his MA stuff. So definitely he was he was up there. I found he had a bigger push before he even left to do MMA. You know, when he came in originally, he was the next big thing and he was just all over everybody. Yeah, but I I think once he came back, that to me that's when he was to me that's when he was over. When they were doing that suplex city, they were going doing those really cool vignettes of him coming into these things like that. Rob, where you at, man? <laughs> Apparently, get, not your ass, like get your ass off the curb, man. That's about it. <laughs> wow, that's a hurting thing. <laughs> oh, you there. don't know any. You, you are dumb, Rob. What do you? You've got your head in like yesteryear of wrestling. Get Pretty off much. of that. I haven't. Other than the AEW thing we do, I haven't watched wrestling since maybe I could, I could tell. <laughs> and you actually wrestled it one time. That's disappointing. Yeah, briefly, very no, briefly. I know. <laughs> Rob, my- you're the reason of COVID. You you were like the COVID of wrestling. So what happened was, whoosh, they <laughs> said in done. Canada, they go, oh, it was a big um, spy plot deal that Canada was doing against U.S. And they thought, okay, we're going to kill wrestling, and we got to find someone to do it. And they said, we got the guy, Rob Bellamy. There you go. And, and just before you were about to get your debut and AEW, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so, what happened. What happened, man? Wow. My, you, were, you know what it is? I heard someone tell me a, a character they were thinking about. Tell me what you think about this. He's talking about doing a character that he was a a Broadway person who had lost their way on Broadway. And so he had to come a re- professional wrestling to get back to Broadway. That, that <laughs> That's pretty cool, cool isn't it? <laughs> That would be an interesting gimmick. That would, what, or what's he going to be? He says he's going to be the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> and he's got a really cool name too. It's like something cool. It's it's it, he's already got all this. It's pretty cool. For, yeah, for what's going on today? It would be a cool idea. No doubt. I think I told you the very first gimmick that was given to me was a Scoutmaster. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not walking to the ring with little children. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been a fun character. Uh, Edwin says, funny thing here. I remember when you signed something at an autograph signing and you threw it back at me. My little, my girl at the time said, you're going to take that from him? I looked at her and said, have you seen the size of this man? He can throw whatever he wants at me. What am I going to do? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, let's see if we got a couple more we can grab here. Um, 
you oh you've been telling you a story a dinner story everyone sure how how it was around the Udi house on on a regular night for dinner all right i was telling someone the story the story today my stepfather who was a really cool guy he taught me how to hunt really nice guy was one of these guys that i you don't meet many people like this guy never raised his voice never frowned just a silent assassin you know he was in the marines a boxer just uh, uh, people like that are the people you're scared of because they'll, they'll hurt you and uh, i remember one night at dinner his brother came his brother was like this tough guy drove the hot rods and you know blah 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 we're in a dinner you gotta realize this is the scene at dinner we did not raise our heads until it was gone because at, at dinner time if you moved or raised your head i might got your food <laughs> and I did that. I did that to my sister all the time. I remember once Bobby would eat slow, and eating at our table, you didn't get meat. You didn't get seconds of meat. Okay, so then um, I'd eat real fast, and she'd be just getting hers all together. And I'd go, and she was always a little overweight. I'd go, Bobby, are you gonna eat all that? <laughs> so she'd push her food forward, and then I and then she only fell for that once. So that's my point. We ate when we didn't talk. We ate. And I remember one night, uh, this was a normal night around the house. Clifford came in acting like James Dean. And Travis asked him, says, hey, Clifford, are you taking mom's prescriptions? He, he's drinking a Coke. So he goes, hey, man, you your business. <laughs> <laughs> and Travis, without saying a word, got up, goozled Clifford, and threw him into the wall and knocked him out cold. And he sat back down and went back to eating. Now, my <laughs> sisters never raised their head from eating, Okay. I looked over and watched Clifford laying on the floor, right? And uh, we just kept eating. And finally, he came to, and it's like, he's looking around like, what's going on? He goes, wow, everybody's eating, and I'm laying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Travis is sitting right there eating. I never said a word to him. So Clifford, you can tell he's trying to put two and two together. When you come you know, conscious like that, you don't know what happened. So you and then he he, he runs out the door sort of sobbing a little bit. And so later on that night, I didn't finish eating. So I go down the hall to look what had happened. And there were three holes in the wall. One where his head hit and two where his heels hit. Oh, heels. Dude, I'm telling you, it was like Friday the 13th. Oh. But Travis, when he said, hey, man, <laughs> it's during your business. Travis like grinned and said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and boom, pow! And Travis was so fast, man. He looked like James Dean with muscles. You know oh, what wow. I mean? Yeah, he was really cool. Hell of a musician, an artist. Taught me how to play. Cool guy. Oh, just a really cool guy. But um, that was a that was the night at, at the Udi's house. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> man. Show. Yeah, exactly, man. All right. Let's see. And this what I, I I told too. So that night when that happened, I remember looking over for just a second because I wasn't going to get away from my food either. Um, I looked over the salt clip laying there. I looked back when I did. It was like there was a haze. I saw my sister's duck bending over eating. And every once in a while, you would just see like a scrap of food sort of come up and come down. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds hilarious. I know, right? Let's see if we can grab it. It's called creative nonfiction, Rob. Right? Exactly. Right, exactly. There we go. Here's one from Tom. Sid and Rob, how are you guys doing with your fitness goals? And Sid, how are your workouts going in the gym? 
man, my workouts are the best. They've, I, I, I don't, I, I never could have dreamed I could have be back what I'm doing right now. Um, after a couple of years ago, my knee doing it what it did. This is what happens, people. You don't have to have surgery. They said I need a knee replacement. I'm doing everything I want to it now. I'm squatting. I'm doing leg press. I'm not killing myself doing it, but I'm doing it. So, um, man, I just and I'm doing good on my diet right now. Everything's hitting on all eight cylinders. Nice. Oh, power cleaning, deadlifting. I won't do that again, no. dude. I'm shit. No, man. I'm not. <laughs> it's not worth it. What is? It's just a different pull. And man, I really it still affected me a little bit. So you need one of those bench presses like Tom, where it's got the guide and just yeah, I need exactly. <laughs> but I'm doing my power cleans in that very machine, Rob. Thank you. Uh, oh, I have a, a a co-host. I guess I I have my head in the yesteryear of wrestling, '80s rule. <laughs> yeah, there you go, CC. Thank you. Uh, let me see here. We'll get one more here. Sid, what do you think of Dave Meltzer saying you had the worst punches in the business and awarding you worst at promos for 99? I didn't hear You that. know, I don't – listen, I don't know Dave Meltzer. I, I, for some reason, he had a, a hard-on for me since I was at Lord Humongous. Um, I do not have the worst punches in the business. He's stupid, first of all. Thing is, I very seldom ever punched people because I thought it was – exposing the business if i punched you i prefer to punch you in the chest where i could hit you okay i very seldom punched to the head i didn't like doing that but now dave Meltzer, with and i was pretty good at karate i could punch is i could bring everything and stop so it wasn't again it wasn't that i didn't do punches i just didn't believe i thought they were exposing the business well, yeah, I know. Now, now you're going to say, now listen real quick, Rob. So when I slapped the shit out of somebody, you going to say that that didn't look good? Dave, you're an idiot, okay? Uh, you got a job because you're an idiot. That I, Pretty simple, man. I have always been on the fence with Dave Meltzer. Some things are good that he writes, but others it's like, mm, are we watching the same you show? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I tell people this today. I have never, ever looked at a kayfabe sheet. Never looked at what anybody has written about me. I was told that from Robert Fuller, and I, I don't need that. If I have to look for someone who we know don't know anything about this business other than what he thinks he knows, never drawn a dime, and I know that's an old cliche that usually gets him all the time, you can't say shit about anyone. Um, again, Dave, I'm going to let my work speak for itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You ask some of those guys that took those stiff slaps, and that's why I slap people, everyone, because I wanted people to believe in me, and that's why people did believe in me, and that's why they, people like Dave Meltzer, there's got to be some type of motive there um, kissing someone's ass to have this continue hard on for me that he's had since I was Lord Humongous. Well, and see, that's what I keep looking at. Like You're talking about the believability. Literally, right. man of your size, if you punch somebody, right. they would be like Travis sitting on the floor. Right. Exactly. So, like Clifford. <laughs> or Clifford, sorry. It was Travis yeah. that did the... Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but you're exactly right. That's the thing is, you know, when I people like Travis or a couple of people I know, those people what I call have a lean to them, meaning something special, uh, where, you know, those people, they don't. They don't say the word fight. They don't talk about fighting. They just fight. And those are the people, again, like I say, those are the people you look out for, not people like Dave Meltzer. Yeah. 
All right, let's grab one more question here from Brian. Sid, when you worked for the WWF, how much notice would you get about whether you would be winning or losing in a big show? Was it Vince who told you? You know, honestly, I never asked those things until I got there. I did not care. I did not know who I was working with almost all the time. I never looked at a booking sheet, never read a kayfabe sheet, never looked at a wrestling magazine. I swear, it just that did not appeal to me. Um, I, I love the business, but I'm not going to read a bunch of fake stuff. You know, uh, it's good for the fans, but no. Gotcha. All right. Any last words, Sid? No, I'll tell you, let's see. Um, I heard today Joe Biden's speech of what we had, what, 50 million vaccines or 500 million or something like that. Um, but they million. said 50 million. Uh, that's a really cool thing to hear. But they also said that this thing hasn't gone away. Uh, he said, for, and this is what he said. You'll see it all over media. He said, for God's sake, wear a mask. Um, and that's what we got to do still. This thing hasn't gone away. Um, I saw a guy in the store today without one. No, I don't like wearing one either. Um, but if I, if, if, and look, I'm not trying to tell you, but it does help. And if it does help, let's stop this thing. Um, and this right now, we know that mask wearing, they're saying this to every expert, this the most, it's even more effective than vaccines. Because if we, if we can stop it, that's how we can slower the transmission and we can get it to herd immunity. As long as there's new cases, we're not going to get there. And now this thing is mutated to two, three more viruses. And yeah. now they're saying these vaccines might not work. Dude, man, I'm telling you, I thought, and I'll be honest, I told you the other day, Rob, I thought maybe we're, I thought maybe we were wrong that they, we, you know, got too, thought too much about this or that this wasn't as serious as it is. Now, I'm back out, and I'm going to the gym, but I'm not going to tell anybody else to do that. I've got my mask on. Anyone gets close to me, I'll pull it up. You know, even being stopped up, I just try to stay away from people. People know that in there, and nobody's wanting to come close to me anyway. So um, so that's what it is. We've got to just be get past this. I, just like, again, talk to Sally. She knew someone died of that yesterday. Already, I know somebody, again, who's died of that. So it's there, man. We've just got to stop it. 500,000 people, everyone, in the U.S. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Stay home. Just slow it down. And on that, we'll let that go. I don't want to be a politician anymore. I'm glad this election is over. I think Joe Biden is still way too old for being president. Uh, he really looked really weak today. But I like his style. Uh, I like what he's doing. I like him. I like what he's doing about climate change. And, and um you have to take, I guess, the bad with the good. Um, I don't believe a lot of the other things. Some is maybe, I don't know. But again, some of it is good. So right now, I'll take climate change and worry about the next president when they come around. That sounds good. Alrighty. Thanks again, Sid. Thank you, Rob. And everyone, if God's willing and the sun don't shine, or is it the sun? What is God willing? Oh, uh, creek. Yeah, the creek don't rise and God's willing. If God's willing, the creek don't rise. We'll be back here next time on The Vicious Circle. Rob, thank you. Everybody, thank you for joining in tonight. God bless. You've been listening to The Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. 
The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trebleco.